All right. Good morning, everybody. Uh, so uh, I'm Russ M, recover compulsive overeater. I'm outside of Philadelphia in about Norristown, PA. It's not far from Valley Forge. I don't know if you if you have history buffs, you know what went on there. All right. So, you know, I, I'm here and I'm grateful to be here. And I'm not here speaking because I'm on the speaker circuit. I'm not here for my ego. Um, I'm here because if I don't do this type of work, this disease is going to kill me. And uh, I have to do it because I owe. And uh, I'm not I'm not the most articulate guy. I'm just a regular uh, <laughs> nine to five ham and egger. And uh, that, that got recovered through God, God's grace and mercy. I'm a, I'm a stone cold junkie when it comes to the food. So, you know, when I, when I first came into the program and I had a chance to qualify and I'd be asked, you know, I want to blame it on a lot of things, you know, uh, uh, my, my dad was alcoholic. My grandfather's both were alcoholics. My grandmother was a compulsive overeater. Uh, my mom had addiction issues. You know, I want to blame it on all this stuff. I still don't want to realize that I was born this way with a disease since as long as I can remember I could never put the food down. It's always been my savior. If Even if I drank, if I was boozing it up a little bit, I always went back to the food. So to get that out of the way, this thing has ravaged me since I'm about seven years old. I've tried everything. I tried, you know, as a kid, the, 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 you know, the embarrassing things, you know, not being able to get a girlfriend, people looking you down, all the vanity type stuff. But I had this under, under, uh, underlying simmering tension about life. And, and the gist of it is, is that I'm wired as an addict. And I don't know, maybe they, they, we, we should have some kind of schooling for people that, are, that, that feel this way. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my, you know, just talking here. Because if we can't manage life, we go to our addictive. We got to get numb. So I was doing that my whole life. My whole life was a binge for about 45 years. I had a, a patch of maybe four or five years where I slimmed up and I went on a diet. And, but I wasted at least over 100 grand just, just in one area, you know, just maybe gym memberships, the pills, the potions, the protein powders, this diet, that gym membership, the workout, the clothes. I blew a lot of money that way. I busted up a lot of relationships because I want things my way and I will walk over you. And when things don't go my way, I'll walk over you to get my hit. I didn't care if it was my wife or my kids. I didn't care if it was my best friends or my parents. Uh, I'm a stone cold junkie when it comes to this, this disease. And I don't know how to put it any other way. Um, mm -hmm. So I've battled it for, for many years and you know, I, I, I'm a chiropractor. That's that's what I am. You say attitude adjustment. When I heard that, I said, man, I could give somebody the attitude adjustment. They tease me. You give somebody an attitude. I, I just adjust people. I don't give them an attitude adjustment. But, uh, you know, when I, when I was heading into chiropractic school, it was unraveling for me. So I was about 25 years old. But I, I found, you know, the love of my life was put in, 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 my, in my path and Things seemed to be good, but when, when I got to school, everything came crashing down because I didn't know how to deal with the stress. 
So I ballooned off. I put a lot of weight on and I kept eating and, and it, 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 then it subsided. You know, there's a, there's a progressiveness to this illness where, you know, it doesn't always hit all at one shot, but it was constant tension behind me throughout my whole life. There's always something simmering in the background. There's always like that obsession with food that I just couldn't put down, but I always had the newest thing to get me slim. And I always had to be the particular eater, you know, the one that can't eat this, can't eat that, but it didn't matter by the end of the time, the party or whatever the day was, I was into 19,000 other foods anyway. It didn't matter. I had no control, no choice, no control. I just, I couldn't do it. I get into chiropractic school. Uh, uh, we get married and then life hits. You come out, you start a practice. You have your children. You have one child that has some health issues. You spend you spend time in children's hospital. I couldn't manage life. My dad, my best friend, drops dead. My daughter's in the hospital, and it just went haywire. So from about two thousand end of two thousand seven to when my dad my dad died two thousand eight, it just was progressive until two thousand seventeen. I was at my highest weight, which that none of that matters. The weight really doesn't matter for me. I can only speak for myself. It's the craziness of not being able to be productive or be able to, to do normal things or be able to keep, you know, the, take care of my wife and my children, not just financially, but emotionally, being there for my children, uh, keeping relationships, communicating, just being a regular person. I couldn't do the regular norm, normal things because I was so wrapped up in this food because I couldn't keep, I couldn't get my way out of life. I didn't like what life was throwing at me. <clears throat> so when I, 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 at my old practice, I can remember I, I'm a musician. I play music and uh, I met this guy through my dad. God rest my father's soul. Uh, and I knew he was a recovered crack addict. And this was about, it's probably 2009 or so. And I said, John, look, man, I'm having issues with food. How do I get around? I know you got clean. And he says, you, you know, uh, maybe you should try a 12-step program. They have that for food. I'm like, what do I need that food for? That's for weak people. He says, uh, he said, look, you don't know you need it until you know you need it, man. You better check it out. If you really feel like you got issues with food, you better just research it. And that's in 2009. And another little side. In, in my teen years, in the, to my mid-20s, I was a professional wrestler. I was on the road, just like you see on WWE. I, got my, I was the loser. I got beat up all the time. But it saved, saved me from being crazy. Uh, there's, there's a purpose for that. What, what was I trying to say that for? I don't know. Whatever. My, my, oh, my nickname was, my ring name was, and it still is, Russ Money. It's my nickname. It's just what it is. And I said, I'm Russ Money. I don't need that crap. I know everything. You know, I'm a chiropractor. I took all these nutrition classes. I know I could tell you everything about the body, every organ system in the body, what the organs do, nutrition, biochemistry, all that. Guess what? And I couldn't do nothing for myself. I got some good. I couldn't do nothing. I could never apply it to myself, but I could help another person. So I threw, I got the book from Amazon. It was the Brown book, the 12 and 12 of OA. I read it. I said, get the hell out of here. I don't need this crap. I threw it down. I did. I threw it down. And after that, it just got crazy for almost 10 years, not about nine years. But he planted a seed. So John planted a seed. And 
I was up and down, financial issues, blowing money on food that I didn't have, $60, $70 a day, making bad business mistakes. I lost my business in the end, right? Because I was stupid. You know, I just, I couldn't think straight. I couldn't make a good decision. I couldn't be capable of doing the regular things, balancing a, a QuickBooks, you know, entering charges, you know, just regular human things, communicating to my, my wife, you know, I would, I, and I never hid anything. I mean, obviously you can't hide it because people see it, but I never like stuffed it in the trash can before I came home. They knew who I was and I was brazen about it in a way because I'd be like, Kobayashi could eat 110, 20 hot dogs in 10 minutes, but he can't do what I can do in four hours. Like it was a joke. You know, my in-laws would say, is Russ coming over? We got to put extra food on. And that's the truth. It's the truth. This is the way it was. It was so destructive to me. A lot of health issues. Yeah, I got to, I get the irregular, not, I'm in good shape now. Thank God. Right. Thank God. Uh, I got the irregular heartbeat every once in a while. My body's beat up between the wrestling and the weight my back, my hips. And so I'm like, old man, I'm going to be 50 in a month and a half. I walk around like an old man, but that's, it's okay. I'm walking around. I'm still here. My, my, my point is I destroyed my life because it got out of control and my pride stepped in. I knew too much. You know, I knew too much. I knew everything, but see, this is what this disease needs. That's, that's, that's breeding ground for this disease is our arrogance and pride with no humility. And it will destroy you. It will destroy you. I was not teachable. So around, uh, I think it might've been December, November, December of 16, I started listening to the podcast. So I guess I got to do it eight years later, right? I'm listening to these podcasts. I'm hearing all these people getting free. <clears throat> I'm like, man, you know, I have a chance. There's something can happen. I could do this. Even if I do it half-ass, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, get, I'll get something out of it. Got to be better than what I'm doing now. <laughs> and then on Friday 13th of January, thir January 17th, Friday, Friday the 13th, January, Friday, Jan Friday, January 13th, 2017, my wife and I got into an argument. It was over some stupid stuff, and I just snapped on them. And this was my behavior. I would snap. I'd freak out. You know, I throw something, you know, run upstairs, scream, holler, carry on. She pulled me aside. She said, and my kids remember this. My older three kids remember this. And uh, she said, look, you did everything. You went to shrink. She tried medication. Everything. You got to get your crap together. We're going to go down mom, my mom's for a little bit, just a couple, couple hours, figure out what you want to do. Because if not, if you don't get straight, we're leaving. Now, this thing stole money from me. It stole my a lot of friendships, it stole my dreams. You know, as a kid, wanted to be a baseball player. I busted my tail. I was a good player. I was too heavy. I couldn't do it. Could never compete with the other kids. My friendships, dreams in my mind, you know, it stole so many things from me. Stole my business. You know, I, it's my fault. Don't get me wrong. It's not an excuse. It's just... This behavior, this way of life robbed me of so many things. And, you know, my greatest accomplishment on this earth is my wife and kids. And when that this disease jumped in there and I let it get in between me and my family, I had to make a change. So I said I was a pro wrestler and all that jazz, right? It's 25 cents will get you a cup of coffee. It means nothing. I, uh, I was in front of a lot of fans 
plenty of times, never was nervous. Not once or twice, you know, not really nervous to make the phone call because I had been snooping around for meetings that are local, mm-hmm. right? I said, mm-hmm. I, I could call, I, excuse me, I'm sorry. I could call this, this meeting. It's maybe three, four miles from my house. I could be there in 10 minutes. You know, I did that for two years. I'm going to go to the one near my office. I never went. But this night, this night I had to call because it was, it's curtains for my family. So I call, lady says, yo, come tomorrow. I'll have somebody for you there. I get to this meeting. The first thing they read is out of the big book. It was one of those rotation type meetings, you know, where they, it wasn't a big book meeting. It said, seldom have we seen someone fail who thoroughly followed our path. And, and uh, how it works, I believe, is chapter five, first couple of uh, uh, sentences there. I didn't want to fail. I failed my whole life. Had enough, had enough failure. So I knew there was something to the big book. I knew there was something to this meeting. My introductory meeting, newcomer meeting, uh, the, uh, the person who handled that, one second, I got to put this on mute. There we go. People are texting me. I apologize. Uh, so she said, you don't have to live this way no more. You don't have to live no, and that gave me hope. It gave me a flicker of hope. So, so what happened was I binged for two days. And then that Tuesday night, the 17th, I got on my knees in front of the fridge. I said, Lord, I'm done. The white flag. And it's it. It's like I was struck abstinent. I get a sponsor. He's more of a food sponsor. We're not working steps for about three months. I was losing my mind because I, I, I wasn't, I was treading water. I wasn't working the steps. This is a 12-step program. I have to work the steps. And I knew who I am, that I will be back in the food as quick as you can be if, if I didn't work the, the solution. It's just with something in my heart. I just knew it. So I would go to all these meetings, in-person meetings, and I get this little pamphlet for Vision for You. It's a phone meeting. So I jump on that Vision for You. It's a big book meeting. I hear the people I heard on the podcast Sure enough, within a week, one of the guys reached out to me. He's one of my best buddies now in program. He got me to a sponsor. We worked the steps, and the rest is history. So my, my recovery has come through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I can't speak for nobody else except me. I am a big book thumper. I'm happy to say it. And I might say things that offend you or hurt your feelings. I'm not trying to do that. I know for me, I'm a junkie. I got issues. I can't do it with tools or I can't do it with other stuff. I have to do it with the big book because if I do it through the big book, the tools, the, the, everything that is that that big word encompasses, whatever, everything's collected in that that's included in those tools of OA is in that big book. Because if you do them the way it's laid out that way, you'll hit every tool that you need to hit. The tools are the foundation or the supports to the steps. But if you ain't working the steps, you're not going to get free. I'm not going to get free. And I have to do it. That's why I'm on this meeting. That's why I got to talk to my sponsor every day. I have to pray every day. This is a way of life. There's no way else. And after a while, when I think of it, I'm like, this is BS. I, I could have done this on my own. Then I look back in my head because I still got an ego. I still battle it. You know, the character defects have not been uh, taken away like that. I look back where I was. Now I have relationships. My wife and I are best friends. I got children that I'm really, God's repairing this, man. I have my own business again. It's what it is. You know, I'm, I'm paying my bills. You know, I'm not in the poorhouse. Uh, I got a band with my children 
we play all over the place. My kids didn't want to talk to me all that time. Now we're tight. Like I repaired all it's through AA, OA, and working these steps every day, 10, 11, and 12. I, when I get pissed off and I'm angry at somebody or some, something's ticking, I got to get on my phone. I, I hook, I got a couple guys, five or six guys that can take a 10 step. I do a 10 step over the phone immediately at once. I, I pray every day. I, I'm not great at meditating, but there's times I do get quiet and I try to do it. I work at it every day. I have a structured prayer life. And I sponsor people. I have about five sponsees right now. Being that I'm down with COVID, you know, I haven't been contacting them. And we've been texting back and forth, but I haven't been working as, as thoroughly as I usually do. I'm in the big book. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm working, uh, just being immersed in a program. Yes, I have to do that. It has to take my, my life over. It has to be inconvenient. You know, it has to make me schedule my time. You know, I, there's no excuse of that, that I don't have time to do this because I had time to find a junk food. I had time to abuse my body for 40 years. I had a lot of time to do that. But I, to, to, take, to, to be totally surrendered to God, I have to work this program like my life depends on it. I know it's a 50 cent cliche thing, but it does. I know who I am. I know what this thing has done to me. But I also know working the solution. It ain't perfect. It's not... You know, I don't have a million dollars in the bank. I struggle just like everybody else. Financial security is still there. My pride is still there. My character defects are still there. Yet I'm not destroying my life. And I'm growing to be a man that depends on God. And that's the only reason. I'm only here on this meeting through the grace of God. And that's it. You call it what you want. I don't know what else to tell you. Because only God can put me back together. I tried everything. I tried it all. And I was an utter, miserable failure, losing everything. And uh, that's the gist of it. You know, I, I, if, I just got to trust God. And that's, that's the root of all of it. You know, my anxiety comes from not having faith and trust and, 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 and uh, in, in God taking care of me. Like, I think I know what I want. I don't know. I don't even know what I need. I have no clue. The more and more I do this work, the more and more I shed the layers of the onion. I know I still don't know what's going on. The food is just a symptom. The weight is just a symptom. To be the best version of myself, to be the best person I can be, I got to continue to work and God will reveal it to me and then I can just hand it over to him. And it's not an easy thing. It's inconvenient. It's sometimes, sometimes it's a pain in the rear end. And I'm sure my sponsees feel that same way about me and my sponsor does too. It's inconvenient, but it wasn't inconvenient when I was uh, abusing food and destroying my life. So the, I am intense. I am a big book thumper. I am crazy about it because if I'm not crazy about this, I'm going to be crazy about this addiction and the obsession is going to kick in and forget it. I'll be, I'll be in a van down by the river. I'll be, I'll be dead. Either I'm going to die of a heart attack or I'll be, be dying as I go through life, losing everything again. So that's the gist of my story. It's only through the grace of God that I could, I could be free. And if you ever need my help, I'll share my, my, uh, my phone number, and whatever I can do to help you. I, I, Cause I owe, thank you for letting me share.